This is Storyline Gamer, and welcome to the Stream Coach Podcast, the show that helps you step up your game as a professional live streamer. And now, here's your host. She used to manage a professional Halo team, Ashney Christ. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast, streamers. What up? What up? How you doing today? So today we're going to be talking about the importance of taking care of numero uno, number one, okay? This is a habit of people that are incredibly just massively successful, all right? This is a really, really important habit to cultivate, especially in the content creation industry, because it is so easy for us to throw everything that we have and everything that we are into content creation, whether it's podcasting, YouTube, streaming, social media, you spend all of your time just hustling, 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 and eventually the hustle kind of runs out. Like we can't, as a lifestyle, hustle and grind are unsustainable. You can't do it every single day, 24 seven, 365. There are like anomalies to this, right? Like there are some people, Gary Vee, just is crazy, but some people, like most of us, 99.9% of us, we have to take time off for every once in a while. But really, you can you can make yourself more productive just in general by taking care of number one, right? We know that, we believe it, we practice it, we better be, okay. So today we're gonna be talking to someone who is gonna help us take better care of ourselves. And this person actually also has amazing content creation advice aside from just being an incredible fitness streamer. So the content creation advice, like this is, this is serious business, this is some really, really good stuff. Whenever everyone was watching this during the streams, they were like, yes, yes, they were like screaming in chat, they were so excited. And the fitness advice is super on point too. So today we're going to be talking to Tomination Time. Let's go ahead and get into it because I'm just chatty today. Okay, let's go. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Our guest this week is Tomination Time, who is a fitness streamer and was actually the first partnered fitness streamer on Twitch. Ten years ago, he could barely walk because of back pain, but now he's recovered and he's motivating others through diet and fitness Q&A workout streams. How's it going, Tom? Great. Thanks for having me. I'm actually, okay, I'm actually pretty hot right now because I usually shirtless in my streams and I don't wear clothes usually and the ceilings in here are very low. So it, it actually gets, it's a garage. It gets very hot in here very fast. So don't mind if like beads of sweat start running down my face and blinding me. Oh, you're good. I was just like, wait, are we are we gonna have the first podcast where someone takes off their shirt during a podcast? Is this happening? Is this happening? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, but it might actually be against TOS to do that because like we're not like doing fitness stuff, so. I want to play it safe. I'd be a terrible guest if I got you banned. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started just with talking about Twitch, first of all. So how did you you actually find Twitch? So I always kind of knew Twitch existed, but I started on Twitch because I never really watched it that much until I got interested in trying it. And for those who don't know, Tomination Time, this is the eighth time... I've reinvented myself on the internet seven times before this. I've tried different forms of content creation to some degree, all starting like I'm 33, uh, 15 years ago ish when I was like in high school, when the internet still was becoming a thing. 
like I tried a website where people can submit like an idea for me to like display some emotion. And then a couple other things like tribes, shoutcasting, Starcraft commentary, a machinima. Uh, I'm probably most famous for if anyone's played Daisy. And if you were in Daisy during the early years, when uh, on the uh, subreddit of Daisy, if you if you watched it at all, I, I'm known as being the seaweed monster. That was my thing before in Daisy, where I would get a ghillie suit and I'd get an axe and I had a voice changer and I would stalk areas, try to mess with people and and haunt them and and screw with them before I try to kill them. So it, it was actually pretty entertaining. But eventually, that style of gameplay got patched out and I couldn't do it. So. Eventually, I had motivation to do some kind of new hobby, and uh, a friend of mine suggested uh, I start doing Twitch fitness streams. And it made sense because I like teaching, uh, I like working out. I had a stream set up for at a you know home gym garage. My man cave is here, so I was like, "Yo, screw it, let's do it." Yeah, and through that, you actually ended up bringing something that's like completely <laughs> new to the platform. And we talk about this a lot, like in the YouTube videos and. Um, the streams and everything. And I know that you've talked about this before in your content as well. And a lot of people really want to like bring something new to Twitch, but how does somebody actually choose like what to bring to this platform? That's a, that's a tough question, obviously, because if there was an easy answer, everyone would have the answer. But uh, a couple of tips I suggest for people is uh, stop looking at what people are doing and ask what are people not doing? Because these types of things, you got to think outside the box and do what no one's done before. This is the novelty factor, which I can dive into more later. But uh, another way you can look at it, too, is what's not been brought over to this platform. Diet, health, fitness, all of that stuff, super saturated everywhere except YouTube. One of the things that kind of uh, spawned the idea of doing this on Twitch was um, I was helping friends out on Facebook. I was... And a bunch of my friends were telling me like, oh, you should do YouTube videos. You should do website blogs or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that stuff is so saturated. Like, I don't have anything new to offer on those platforms. But then one of my friends is like, dude, on Twitch, no one's doing this yet. And I realized like, yeah, no one is doing this. I should do this. So uh, other things to do, if, if you really do look at other people, I'm not saying never look at other people and see what they're doing, but just don't copy them. Because if you copy them, you're always going to be a clone. You'll never be best. You'll always be second best at best if you're lucky. But it's better to maybe look at what they're doing and see if you can combine that with something else or make a hybrid out of it. Um, Really ask yourself, what are two or three things that you're good at, things that you enjoy, and do, do it well? So, but at the end of the day, no matter what it is that you bring content wise, it has to have some kind of entertainment value. Like, and we'll, we can dive more into entertainment value later, but like, you can't just do a stream of like, I don't know, playing with forks on the ground outside with dirt or something and make it, it, well, maybe you could make it interesting, but chances are it's not going to have any entertainment value. So there was this quote that I've heard before, and tell me whether or not you agree with this. Do you agree with different is better than better? Um, I would say it's going to be context dependent because, uh, you know, like using the fork example, there's this funny demotivational poster about like a bunch of forks in a row and one of the forks is all bent and twisted and useless. And it says different. Now you're being unique just because you're unique doesn't mean you're useful so like <laughs> different isn't always better right it, it can be better you have a chance 
that doesn't mean it's going to actually take off. Um, if you can be better than the best, then you're top tier, right? If, if you're better than the best, then you become top tier. That has value too. So they both could work. Yeah, that's a really good answer. So, okay, let's think about this process of somebody actually looking for some kind of like new content to bring to the platform. A really common struggle for people when they start like analyzing and, and thinking about how they can bring something new is that they have too many interests, right? They just, they've got so many different interests, so many different opportunities, but how do they choose like which one to go after? So I have a couple of thoughts on that. One, like consider, like I said earlier, like pick a few skills that you're good at. Like you, you don't have to be the best, but you better be good. And if you can hybridize them, that's even better. Like for me, I like teaching. I like entertaining. I like working out. I have the knowledge. I have the background for this. So all of those combined, we can do it. We can make something unique and make it work. But whatever strategy or interest that you choose I think the feedback system that's involved with that is more important. So you could try something for content creation, but once you get into your groove and you had some experience with it, maybe a few weeks, maybe a few months of figuring it out, evaluate it and be honest with yourself. Is this, does this provide entertainment value? Do I need to go back to the drawing board and just kind of scrap everything? Is it just garbage? Is it just not really not that special? And when I say special, I mean, be hard on yourself and ask yourself this, if, you're, if your content is streaming on Twitch, if your content is in a saturated marketplace, ask yourself, how are you any different than the thousands of other people doing the exact same thing? Because if you can't give a really specific answer, then chances are you're not any different. And chances are you're not gonna grow. Chances are you don't offer enough entertainment value. Don't be afraid to abandon bad ideas. Don't forget, I've had seven instances before of reinventing myself, of trying different content creation over the past, 15 ish years. Um, obviously, I wasn't like always on, but it was just different, you know, times in my life. I was like, oh, you know, I want to try something. So, like, the, the machinima idea I had, I made two episodes, three episodes, actually. Um, it was just okay. It wasn't that good. After I got into it, I started like putting in a lot of time. I realized, holy crap, this is hard. <laughs> this is really hard to make it good. And this is going to take way too much time for not enough return. It's like, all right, scrap it. Moving on. I'm going to recoup my time and just figure out something else, take a break. So bad ideas are a dime a dozen, but that rare, amazing idea, it really takes a long time. Yeah, it definitely does. And I think you, do you feel like you know it whenever you find it? Um, or is it? I think so. Does it take some time like, sometimes? Like, okay, if you, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Cause it's going to be so like, you know, it depends kind of thing. I, I hate saying that, but it depends. And what, um, sometimes like you're gonna get excited and it's just like, this is it. I'm going to run with it. Other times you're gonna have to make a lot of iterations. Like you get an idea, then it's just, you go on these tangents and it starts like reshaping. So I'll give an example. Like I'm a confident guy. When I first started coming up with this idea of domination time, I was very excited. My heart was on fire. Like, this is it. I really want to do this. This is like, this. the market seems right. The timing seems right. Live streaming is growing. And I was actually at a hotel in um, getting ready to go speak at a conference the next day. And I, I should have been getting sleep. I should have been thinking a little bit about what I was going to say the next day, but I didn't care. I was just so excited for this idea. I was just like staying up late, jotting down ideas, how, the, how it's going to be marketed, how I'm going to like form the whole concept. 
Um, so I just like knew this is it. I'm going to, I'm going to run with it. Now, obviously the way Tomination time is today compared to where it was two years ago when I first started, things are different. I, I've taken a different form of like different emphasis on some of the things I try to try to, uh, put out there for the value and the entertainment, but more or less the concept was the same diet and fitness, motivation, Q and a live stream, lifting weights, all that stuff. That was the, uh, the heart of it. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that you just had this moment where you had so much energy and you had so many ideas that just came to you because I've had that exact same thing twice in my life for both of the things that have taken off for me. Like one was a women's community in Dota 2 and I just got this like surge of energy and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so needed. Like this is needed. This is good timing. I had all of that, right? I had all of that. And then it happened with the stream coach stuff as well. So when that happens, it's like, you just you get this feeling and you're like, oh, I just know you just know that it's like the right timing because you have that intuition about it. Right. It's no, a- I agree. Like in that that spark of inspiration is is important. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it can also come beyond that. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be like a huge spark of in- inspiration all the time. Sometimes it can it can take a while. Right. So how important do you think it is for people to really like stick things out and to just stick with their choice for a while. I think stick with it long enough to say to like to say like you're comfortable with how the product is, whatever it is you're trying to produce, right? It's a product. Streaming, you're producing content. Um, if you're comfortable with it and you're like, this is what I envisioned, then start evaluating it. Maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, but don't be afraid to scrap it and just be honest. Like, you know what? This is complete garbage. Like my machinima, you know what? I would say it's complete garbage. I was happy with it, but like, this is not going to work out the way I originally envisioned. It's like, all right, let's get rid of it. We got to move on. So yeah, you definitely don't want to waste your time. I think if you just like yeah. keep, keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And if it's not working at some point, you have to, you have to give up on that thing and, and move on and innovate to something else. It doesn't mean that that thing in that format of content can never work for you. It just means that what you're currently doing is not working. So I think that's really great. Um, I think also that something else that really comes up during this process is that a lot of people put these limitations on on themselves and it really controls a lot of us to the point where we come up with an idea and we're like, well, who am I to to do this, right? Like, who am I to bring fitness to Twitch or who am I to, to bring this huge new movement to the platform? Did you experience that? No, I, I, I really didn't because I'm a confident guy and I've, this isn't my first rodeo. You know, I've done so many other failed attempts of putting myself out there. Uh, obviously, anytime you put yourself out there, it's, it takes some time to adjust to it, but I've done it before. It wasn't a big deal. And that, a lot of that confidence I had coming on this platform was just because I, I was like, this is it. This makes sense. Read some marketing books, got super excited that this can be something unique, some novel content that no one's done yet. Yeah, and you've done such a fantastic job with it. What would oh, you? Th- thank you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so, what would you say to someone who maybe they they do kind of default to that that thought of, well, who am I? I'm I can't do this. This is such a big task, and I'm just not a big person. I just can't do that. So, um, I would say streaming is like on the bright side, streaming is good practice to get out of your shell and kind of 
practice the skill of, of not being shy or awkward or putting yourself out there. But at the same time, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but not everyone can do streaming. A lot of people should not do streaming uh, because it's a skill. It's a skill that not everyone has. Like I consider streaming to be in the same category as entertaining, to be in the same category as doing like stand-up comedy, as singing, being on a stage. Just like that stuff requires a skill, and you have to develop that skill. You have to practice it. And again, it's not for everyone. Just like being a carpenter isn't for everyone, being an engineer, being a doctor, a lawyer, uh, being an artist, none of that, you know, a lot of those things are not for everyone. Singing, I'm awful at singing. The best I could ever get to at singing is maybe just people don't ask me to shut up if I'm singing in a group. That's like the, the highest I can ever achieve. So I'm never going to be a top tier singer. And, you know, um, I actually like... Uh, this guy named Mike Rowe a lot. And I agree with him completely when he says that the, uh, the advice of chase your dreams, I actually think that's very destructive for a lot of people because a lot of people, they don't match up my dreams with expectations, the amount of work it takes to get there, and also the expected pay or quality of life you're going to have, and also skill set because dreams sound so amazing, right? I want to be the next Taylor Swift, amazing singer, making tons and tons of money. They don't realize all the time it takes, all the failed attempts it takes for her to get to where she is, the quality of life getting there, which is, well, essentially, she, well, she was with her parents, so it's not that big of a deal. But a lot of, you know, struggling artists are, like, living on peanuts for a very long time before they, quote-unquote, make it. And on top of that, so many of them just simply do not have the skill set to make it. So that's, that's just my uh, spiel on that. It's not for everyone. Yeah, I do agree. I do think that it, like, it can be more for everyone if you really, 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 really want it and you, you want to like dedicate the time to growing the skills and to learning all of those things because skills are skills, right? They're teachable. They're right. learnable. But at the same time, there are some people who just like they try to fit themselves into this idea of oh my gosh i see streamers on camera all the time and they look so cool and i want to be i want to be one of those but maybe it's not right. what you really enjoy but you don't realize it you don't realize that you're not enjoying it but you might be a really freaking great mod or just something else in your life you can get all the notoriety that you love by doing something else as well so i think that that's fantastic now if somebody has decided though that they love streaming and they really want to put in all of the work and put in all of these kind of serial innovations like you have over your history. Yeah. Um, and they, they want to bring new content to Twitch. How do they make sure that the content is interesting to watch? What actually makes content valuable? You know, content value is something that I don't think is talked about enough. Because like, I know you're a stream coach and you're, you're doing a good job shining the light on the right things because... Um, if you look at videos of how to grow on Twitch, I think so many of them are garbage. And I, I really hate the culture of this idea of you got to avoid being a sellout. Like if you want to make money on Twitch, if you want something in return from it, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And, and you know what? Shame on you. How dare you? Right. That's just whoop, wrong one. <laughs> That's just the, the feeling of. Of this culture so they they don't emphasize value they don't emphasize return on investment they don't emphasize any of these terms i think are very important the first question like anyone who wants to like stream on twitch like let's do a quick self-check analysis are you a hobbyist and you're just doing it for fun and you expect nothing in return if you have zero viewers or two viewers and you get um 
no more viewers like ever are you okay with that if the answer is yes then sure you're a hobbyist who cares do it for fun don't worry about the value that you get out of it nothing like that uh but otherwise a lot of other people they will view it like a business they will view it like a job and people say oh no don't view it like a job it's such a bad thing to view it like a job but viewing it um like a job is so important because you gotta take this seriously if you want to get some kind of return out of it and a lot of those streamers who who uh claim they don't view it as a job the litmus test is if you have zero to two viewers today and you have zero to two viewers one year from now do you are you okay with that and if the answer is no i wish i had more viewers then you actually care about growth you actually care about improving and and doing something and so to answer your question that's a long roundabout way to kind of um set all of this up to define the terms because everything i'm about to say refers to the people who view this as a business as a job a jobbyist if you will not a hobbyist but a jobbyist entertainment value you have to provide entertainment value the heart of twitch is not about community the heart of twitch is not about gaming it's about providing entertainment value that's all tv that's all form of content that people consume they're consuming this and it's, it's got to provide something interesting for them and now for most people it is gaming that's where they find their their entertainment value but it can be broken down into three things in my opinion it is top tier skill x factor and novelty top tier skill being you are not just pretty good you're not just okay or, or you know people think like you're, you're the best guy in high school you've got to be one of the best people on the internet because this is the internet everyone can just look up a youtube video of like the best players in the league and see how they play see the best streamers on twitch instantly at the top you see the top tier players right there they don't have to be good at talking. They don't have to be good at chatting. In fact, you watch the best StarCraft players, best um, Dota players. They don't give a shit. Can I curse on this? Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> they don't give a shit about the audience or like chatting, <laughs> not the audience, but chatting with them. They don't give a damn about chatting with them or, or, or interacting with them. They don't have to. They have top tier skill. They are doing exhibition. Same thing goes for like non-gaming skills, like singing or playing an instrument or lifting. Um, ben Rice, he's on my fitness stream team. He's like one of the strongest guys in the world. Deadlifts 800 pounds, squats 700 pounds. The guy's insane. That is top tier skill. People will watch that. Uh, X Factor is that personality, that charisma, that draw. It can be physical looks. It can be how you talk. It can be your personality or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's we all know some people in real life that people are just drawn to this person they have that charisma and that's the x factor that i'm talking about you can have x factor top tier skill or novelty novelty is doing something that no one has done before such as the fitness streaming the style that i was doing it in um you can also be novel with uh combining different ideas it's not novel and not unique to do cosplay today cosplay streams like i'm gonna play uh, sea of thieves and dress up like jack sparrow haha <laughs> i'm being different no you're the same as everyone else because there's already a ton of cosplayers the first person to do a cosplay themed stream on twitch was very novel whoever that was i'm sure everyone's like dude why didn't i think of that but it's not novel today you're not special um kit boga if you know who he is he does he's the the um prank call he, he scams he call he prank calls the scammers and waste their time genius like i wish i thought of that because he's the first guy to do it you know blowing up taking off on that there's a bunch of other stuff like that that i saw like when irl came out there was all kinds of new content that no one thought of i was like man why did i think of that another stream this other guy was like uh trolls call him he had a google number and it was like 
I don't know, like, I can't remember what the premise was, but basically trolls would call him and he out trolls them. And it's just, it was just genius. Like this is entertaining content is novel. No one's done this. So I think he probably got banned or stopped doing it. Cause like, let's be honest, uh, that's a bit uncontrolled. And you'll, you'll probably violate TLS, but um, that is, those are like, in my opinion, the three things for entertainment value that you have to be doing one of those three things to stand out and grow. I like that so much. I think that we need to turn that into a YouTube collab. <laughs> I think that needs a Absolutely. video about it. Yes. For sure. Okay. I, I actually did like a whole hour long video on that on channel because I, I didn't see these things as being talked enough about because it's just so important. I see this all the time. So many small time streamers uh, complaining on Twitter or whatever social media platform. I'm not growing. I'm grinding and grinding away, doing the same thing. I look at their streams. There's no entertainment value. They're saying, I'm just another nice guy who's bad at video games. Haha, <laughs> come watch me. Like, you're just like all the other thousands of streamers doing the exact same thing. You're not any different. You have to be one of those three things. Top tier skill, X factor, or novelty. Yeah, <clears throat> completely agree. There's, I think at this point... 2.9 million was the last like reported amount of streamers that streamed in i think it was uh august i'm pretty sure okay and if you're literally doing the same thing as 2.9 million people like people aren't gonna watch you or 2.8 million people there's probably like there's a very very small percentage of people that are actually doing something unique here so yeah, super, super important. So we've kind of talked through this process of like getting this idea or choosing one of our ideas and making sure that the content is interesting and valuable. But once we've done that and we bring it to the platform and it's actually there, how do we get traction for that content and grow a community if that community doesn't actually exist on Twitch yet? So having the entertainment value, number one, will help like bolster it. But uh, you have to be smart about marketing. You can't be too obscure. Like uh, someone asked me on my stream one time, like, what are my thoughts on like doing a stream about networking, like like actual physical networking of computers? That's novel. That's unique. But it can't be too niche that there's no market for like, I gave him the example. If you do, if you did a Windows 95 networking stream, who the hell is going to care about that in the year 2018? But if instead you did something about wireless network security for your Wi-Fi, that would be uh, at least a bigger market. I don't know if it's going to be interesting, but the market is there. So it, it's, it's if you want to go the novel route, you can't be too obscure. So that's kind of tricky. Same idea with the gaming. Um, I, I'm pretty sure you mentioned this before. I think I heard it from you. That for if you're gonna choose a game, don't choose like the top row of games where it's just super, super saturated. At the same time, don't don't go down to like a game from you know 2005 that no one looks at anymore. The category is dead. You have to find a, a decent middle ground to uh, to grow. Now, if you can't, if the community doesn't exist on Twitch, there are ways to bring it on, and that is where social media can help a little bit. And I hate so much of the quote unquote use social media to grow advice that's out there because so much of it I think is garbage. Like I hate the idea of, oh, use social media to post when you're going live. Haha, <laughs> no one's gonna care. Support the hashtag support small streamers. Um, that hashtag it gets spammed like crazy. If you go look at that hashtag on Twitter, three tweets per minute for support hashtag support small streamers. No one cares. No one's watching it. No authentic viewers are going there to find content. Instead, the way I use social media, I'll give some examples. Um, 
when I was really small, when I had like zero to five viewers, I would ask friends on Facebook, like real you know, good friends. I would approach them directly and be like, hey, help me out. I'm starting on Twitch. Just leave your thing open. If you don't want to watch it, just leave the device open, please. Uh, when I was going from like five to 10 CCUs, uh, CCUs, concurrent user, concurrent viewers, uh, five to 10 CCUs, I was starting to use Reddit. And I'll give an example of how I use Reddit. If you use Reddit to self-promote, banned, you're gone. So you got to be very smart about how you use Reddit. I went to r slash fitness. I go to the news section. In the news set, r slash fitness, by the way, is huge. It's like a million people or whatever. It's a gigantic subreddit. You go to the slash news section. There are people asking very simple questions about fitness and diet, wanting to get help, get started. They're violating the rules, though. The rules are any of those questions are answered in the wiki. You can't ask, and they're going to get deleted. And everyone just shits on them. Everyone's like, why are you asking a stupid question like that? Go read the wiki. Like, what's wrong with you? Stop. Why are you here? Get out of here. Like, they're, they're very harsh to these people. I recognize this. this is a problem. Like, people want that one-on-one interaction to get some help. So what I would do is I would, I would see, like, I would spend, like, two hours, three hours a day for months where I would – uh stalk their profile someone asking a simple basic question that i know is about to get deleted i will stalk their profile if they're at all interested in gaming i see any kind of you know gaming subreddit activity i will dm them and say hey this is the answer to your question that you're asking i know it's about to get deleted because they're a bit harsh there but this is it and by the way i also do like i do more q a on my on my twitch stream over here and i would direct them there uh it was a ton a ton of like personalized dms trying to help people one by one and that's how i went from like five to ten ccus to like 10 to 15 or you know very small increments eventually i started using reddit to do um entertaining not entertaining but a valuable post that went viral i've had probably like five or six you know front page posts to r slash fitness not like reddit.com front page but just r slash fitness front page and uh, meal prep sunday and uh, some imager albums that went viral doing meal prep and doing fitness post progress pictures i would spend hours on a single post writing it out formatting it double checking it over and over sniffing it the best i could to make sure i'm not self-promoting but try to push the envelope as close as i could i would have links that direct the links i would do other stuff that would try to uh, be the closest I could to self-promote without getting banned. And it worked. And I went from like, you know, 10 to 15 CCUs to 20 to 25, something like that. So that's how like I was able to bring outside people to come look at my content because it was something different. It's something new. As I started growing uh, to the point where I had, I had some clout, I was able to start approaching other partner streamers, other Twitch streamers and offer them value. Be like, hey, you know what? I'm a fitness streamer. Let's talk. I'll give you some free one-on-one help. And for a while, I was offering the free one-on-one help and went a little bit viral due to some careful planning. I was able to get it sliding those DMs for like, I would say like 80-ish partnered streamers, some of them very big names that I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say names here, but that was like networking done properly. I'm offering them value. Social media done properly, I'm able to offer value and help bring people over. So it was a, it was a, it was a grind. But that's how I was able to bring that. But at the end of the day, entertaining uh, entertaining content, content that provides some sort of entertainment value. And I want to emphasize again, entertainment value is not just like, oh, I'm a really funny guy. Like, ah, ha, ha, people are, you know, I'm funny. No, that's not entertainment. That, that, that is one form of entertainment, but it doesn't have to just be like, oh, I'm a funny personality. That's just a form. 
if your content doesn't provide entertainment value, unpopular opinion, but you're the problem. Like you've got to change your content. And this includes myself. Like if we want to at the end, I can like do a self analysis on myself and why I think I need to change certain things and what I would do. But um, like I have criticism about my own content and what I do and how I think I should change things. But TLDR, the amount of time I have to invest in it and the return is just at this point in my life, I'm just happy with where I'm at. And I don't care if I just kind of stay here. So um, that's about it for me. That's a very long-winded answer. It's so good, though. There's so, so, so much useful information there because you really hit on, like, the grind that it takes. And I think a lot of people, when they hear that, they're like, I don't want to go through Reddit and message all of those people. That's a lot of work. Um, (laughs) I have another example to give. I'm in another um, Facebook group of content creators. And someone was talking about on Instagram. They're mostly Instagram content creators. This guy on Instagram, he's a bodybuilder, a fitness guy. He went from 7,000 followers to 77,000 followers in seven months. So basically 10,000 followers a month on Instagram. Organic. They're not like he didn't buy them. And he was explaining what he did. Number one, it was like 13 bullet points of what he did. And it's all the right stuff. Like you got to, you know, got to like post like four times a day and you got to like, like other stuff, post meaningful comments, you know, you know, uh, all everything. I asked him, this is the key question. I asked him during that time, uh, how much time did you put in per day for Instagram? Cause I had an idea and I just want to double check. He said four to eight hours a day on Instagram to get 10K a month. When people think Instagram, they just think, oh, I'm gonna do a five minute post going live now. No, that's, that's garbage. No one's gonna care about your content. But he was doing quality content four to eight hours a day. That's a full-time job. If you wanna grow on any of these platforms, you've gotta take it seriously. And it's gonna take way more effort and time than you will ever think. Yeah, and waiting and waiting and waiting and putting it off and waiting until like the next week or the next month or the next year is just going to take longer and longer and longer because somebody out there right now is hustling and working hard and doing the thing that you want to be doing. And if you're not doing it and you're not hustling, like they're going to get the opportunities. They're going to be the person who gets to see that success and not you. So. Yeah, the grind is super, super important. And on any platform too, it's like it can be instagram it can be twitter youtube twitch whatever but if you want to to make it somewhere no matter where it is that grind has to happen at this point it's just part of the process so let's let's kind of like analyze just i want to see like where your head is about some some opportunities for like new styles of content that you haven't seen on twitch yet so the fitness content is getting a little bit uh uh, saturated right now because like uh, and I saw this too, like, you know, like two years ago, all, my heart was on fire so much because I saw like, this hasn't happened yet. It's, it's, you know, health, fitness, all this stuff saturated everywhere, but Twitch. So that's why I was like, so dedicated. I was like, I got to do this. I got to do this. Uh, I got to at least try, give it a serious effort. And so uh, even though it's saturated, that doesn't mean you can't do new stuff on it. So uh, one of the examples I like giving is uh, this guy named Max Apex underscore the underscore the warrior, uh, underscore warrior. Um, he was doing something on fitness on Twitch that no one else had done yet. Um, and I don't think he's doing it anymore because he's a little bit late to the game, but because um, he wasn't really growing much, but I think he would have if he gave it enough time. Uh, his theme was um, it was not diet and fitness Q&A, like how most everyone's doing it now. His was like he was a Greek um, warrior or a Spartan. Like he had like a full cosplay as a Greek warrior. He combined two elements, fitness 
and cosplay and, and like he had a whole greek warrior cosplay theme and like everything was like roman and not roman uh, he hates the romans he's he's a greek fighting the romans That's, that was his theme uh like you know he had like uh greek pillars and he had um all these sound effects to make it feel like you're in a battle and he would do curls he'd be like all right we're in tartarus we're gonna kill 15 minotaurs let's go keep fighting brothers like it was a really entertaining idea that no one's done before and that was taking two things that no one's like no one that, that it's already been done but kind of combining them that was novel um there's just so much out there that no one's thought of that you've gotta just figure it out like vr vr is another one that's still up and coming right now is still super small but you can still get in the issue though is don't don't think that vr is gonna be easy to get into because um it's such a wasteland of content no one knows what to do with it yet to give you one quick idea like the bar has already been set high and if you're not already doing this then there's no point in trying in my opinion uh mixed reality mixed reality is where like you, you've seen some vr videos where like like beat saber for example is very popular right now the guy has like two lightsabers like basically doing um uh guitar hero ish type game mixed reality is where the person is superimposed into the actual game that's a huge pain in the ass to set up it's not easy, but if you can do MR, there's so many different ideas for content creation that haven't been thought of yet. So I don't have a good answer for like what's not been done yet, but like think about things that uh, hasn't been combined yet. That's a you know low hanging fruit. Um, also think about markets, what the size of the market is. Again, like Windows 95 networking, no one's gonna care about that. Uh, using forks to dig up dirt, no one cares about that. But like health and fitness, that's. Um, the supplement industry is like a hundred billion dollar industry uh, annually globally um if you combine like diet health fitness beauty everything under the sun re related to that it's like a, a trillion dollar industry globally is approaching that. Like, it's a huge huge market gaming's huge we already know that we're on twitch the point is um you got to be thinking about things in that term in terms of marketing what hasn't been done yet yeah absolutely and i think it's <laughs> there's this the skill that you can develop as well um, and it is being able to have enough, enough experience with a market or like an area of, of, I guess, just the online world where you spend a lot of your time and you're able to analyze it and really see like, where are the holes, right? Where are the things that haven't been done yet? And how do I solve a problem for people? Because there are so many problems. Everyone has issues. Everyone also has interests and passions and different things that just aren't available on Twitch yet. So it's really all about like Absolutely. finding that, finding the holes and just being the person to fill them in. So that's, that's amazing for sure. Um, let's yeah, actually like, absolutely. you're, you're all about the <laughs> diet and fitness advice. So uh, because everyone that listens to this really is into content creation and streaming, and a lot of us run into issues with our health and fitness along the way, uh, what is some advice that you can give to people who are content creators, streamers, really busy people like us? I was I was getting a prop just now because I wanted to use this show something on stream. But like the main advice I can give is just, this is actually the same advice for pretty much anyone, which is pay attention to your food. And it's such a generic advice, but let me be more specific. 
the first place I would start with anyone is understanding calorie density. Like how many calories are you actually putting into your body? How many calories is in each piece of food roughly? Like you don't have to know the exact amount. We don't need to be like super anal about it and just like measure it down to like the decimal, but just get a ballpark. Can you ballpark the amount of calories in the different foods you're eating? That's that is a that's a game in itself that you can kind of make for yourself, but get to that point where you're good at ballparking things. And how do you do that? My fitness pal, I promote this on my stream all the time. If there's one piece of advice that I'm going to give someone that comes to my stream and to everyone listening here right now, if you want to get started on weight loss or weight gain, get the app My Fitness Pal. It's free. It's a calorie tracker. Use it to track everything. And if that's, this is the only thing you remember, trust me, you will make some progress if you just do that. It doesn't matter what diet you do. Calorie density is the most important thing. So like, Here's a, a, a fun example here in your chat right now. They could take a guess. I'm holding in front of me uh, two pieces of Twix. How many calories would you guys guess these two Twix mini? They're like, you know, bite size each. Two Twix mini. How many calories for these? And then I'm also holding up here a clamshell of spinach. This is like an empty plastic container. Like one pound of spinach costs like five bucks at the store. How many calories in this? So we got two Twix mini. One clamshell of spinach. And the answer is, this is 100 calories for the Twix. And the clamshell is also 100 calories. They are equal. This, the Twix, is calorie dense. The spinach is calorie light. To eat two Twix, 100 calories, easy. Give me 20 Twix. That's 1,000 calories. I'll eat that. No problem. I love Twix. Um, spinach, to eat even 20 calories of spinach, that's 20% of this box, that is hard. That is really difficult. So if you're looking to reduce calories to lose weight, because that really is what weight loss is about, is reducing calories, choose foods that are calorie light, such as beefy greens, right? This is just one example. And so pay attention to your food. Um, look at what's calorie dense and calorie light. Starting small is okay. You don't have to go all in. A lot of people have this mindset of, I'm just going to do, like, if I can't go to the gym, if I can't get a gym membership right now, why should I even try? And like, no, you can do a lot through just calorie reduction. Um, you can do a lot with a basic at-home workout of doing some push, doing some pull, doing some legs. Push-ups, get a pull-up bar or, or some sort of equipment, do a pulling type movement like uh, dumbbells or, or cables or um, resistance tubes or resistance bands or pull-up bar, right? You can do pull-up negatives if you can't do a single pull-up. Do some push-ups, do some pulling, do some air squats, bodyweight squats. Push-pull legs, very balanced, takes 15 minutes, 20 minutes. That's less than 2% of your time if you do that three times a week, that's nothing, right? So you can start small. You can make a lot of progress just with tracking calories and a very simple push. That's amazing. So if we're talking about, if we're talking about calories, like is losing weight really as simple as calories in versus calories out? Absolutely. It really is. Um, and if you have, um, you have a picture of uh, Ryan happy face soon. Yeah. Um, get that ready. Get that ready while I uh, ramble a bit. The science is overwhelmingly conclusive that it is absolutely calories in, calories out. It's been going on for the past century or so. Um, it was funny is the calories in, calories out thing, which is basically you have to eat less calories than your body needs. That's calories in is less than the amount of calories you're burning. You will lose weight. Eat more calories than your body needs. You will gain weight, period. And even in the 1940s, they knew this. And I saw this really old 1940s video um, that was referencing papers done, I think, on University of Michigan. Uh, they, they came to the conclusion after a very comprehensive study that it really is 
reducing calories. And they, they have a, like a 20 minute or a 10 minute video showing the results and showing examples of how you can reduce calories in your plate. The thing is that doesn't sell. It's not sexy. So every couple of decades, they got to introduce something new. They've got to cherry pick some science um, and they got to market it, right? Every once in a while you get a bad study that will make it seem like it's something else. Like for example, um, uh, carbs versus fat, right? Right now, who's the enemy? Carbs, sugar. Um, what else? Artificial sweeteners. All those things, all bad, bad, bad. A couple of decades ago, what was it? It was fat, saturated fat, cholesterol, eggs. Cut that stuff out, right? Sodium, bad. Every couple of decades is something new, a new public enemy number one, because that sells. That's sexy. That's easy to sell to people. And when they cherry pick studies, for example, uh, carbs versus fat, you will probably see some uh, studies here and there about how uh, consuming people who did a high fat diet versus high people who did the high fat diet, they lost more weights. They lost more fat than the high carb diet. Those studies are very few. They are cherry picked because they're ignoring the overwhelming evidence that says it's about calories. And in those studies, they usually have issues with, they're usually flawed. They either did not equate calories. They did not equate protein because protein is very important or calories were self-reported. And that the group that ate um, high fat, they were just kind of asked of the day, they're kind of just guessing what they ate and they just send it in. Like, yeah, I think I ate this, I wrote it down. Um, the really high quality studies, the people are in a lab and they everything is controlled. They're like mice. Everything's observed. They can't cheat on the number of calories they're taking in. So that's kind of the, uh, the science about like why some studies are cherry picked and used to show that, oh, this guys, trust us here. It's not that one thing. It's this other thing. Now buy my book. That's that's how they do it. They try to trick you into thinking it's not about calories. It's about eating this one thing, but then you get tricked into eating less calories and it works. That's that's how the diets these days work. They can all work. But, um, you know, some people say like, oh, it's not about calories and calories out. It's because like it's about this or that. Look, you know, there are nuances. Obviously, genetics play a role. Um, your TDE, total daily energy expenditure, there are nuances to this. There are a lot of errors in people tracking food. Your uh, TDE, there's a portion of it. For those who want to Google about this, who are thinking like, no, I don't, I don't believe what Tom's saying. It's not about calories. I encourage you, Google for these terms, metabolic adaptations. That's a, that's a fancy way, a scientific way of saying slowing of the metabolism. Um, metabolic adaptations and NEAT as in N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That in a nutshell is just all the little subconscious things you do throughout the day, like you're, you're jiggling your keys in your pocket, you're walking up and down the stairs, you're doing laundry, you're, you're getting in the car, drive to work, you're talking. This is all uh, neat activity. As you reduce calories, some people respond very poorly to weight loss and their body fights back in a lot of ways. And one way is neat activity gets down-regulated subconsciously and people start to do all these little things that burn less calories throughout the day. Things like, um, I'm going to park a little bit closer to work in the parking lot. I'm going to park a little bit closer to the store. I'm going to just take the elevator today instead of the stairs. I'm going to work out a little bit less hard when I go to the gym, when I come home, instead of doing laundry, doing dishes or cleaning the house, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna veg or pass out early or sleep. All those little things are examples of neat down regulation when uh, you're having metabolic adaptations. But calories in, calories out. I wanna show that picture, Ashley, if you don't mind uh, bringing it up now. Absolutely. Ryan Happy Face is one of my many viewers who has lost who have lost weight. And Ryan Happy Face is one of my favorite examples because he's lost 80 pounds in a year 
he's now up to 100 pounds, but um, 80 pounds in a year with pretty much zero gym activity. For one year, he did nothing except reduce calories, and he lost 80 pounds. Obviously, going to the gym is better. It's going to be more helpful, but guess what? If you don't have time for the gym, you have money. If you're obese and you're hurting, you're injured, you can still lose weight without going to the gym. And that is just such a uh, mental barrier I try to break down for people because then that helps get them started because it's just so important. Now, obviously, if you want to go super lean and super shredded and get a six-pack and all that stuff, yeah, gym activity is going to be very helpful. But like let's say you're obese and you're sedentary, reduce calories. Even with no gym time, you can still lose weight. So that's my main spiel on that. That's so good. So one of the like really popular diets right now, literally, I went home a, a couple of months ago and every single person in my family, all of my friends back home, everybody is keto right now. What the heck? Is is keto good? Does it work? Is it a good option for streamers? The I would say actually for the obese sedentary streamer, it is actually a good option. And the general advice for a ketogenic diet is if, if this fits your, like if you fit this uh, criteria, if you're obese, uh, uh, sedentary, like you're not very active, you don't go to the gym, and you're type 2 diabetic or borderline diabetic, like you have blood sugar issues, ketogenic diet makes a lot of sense for you if you do it you will probably feel really good um and for those that know what a ketogenic diet is it's basically practically zero carbs vegetables um non-starchy eat non-starchy vegetables um and then lots of fats and pro moderate protein so basically like meat eggs um nuts avocados some vegetables vegetables are good and um that's that's it in a nutshell there's more to it than that but that's that's kind of like the the overarching picture of what a ketogenic diet is also if you have gut issues or inflammation chronic inflammation issues or autoimmune disease issues a ketogenic di uh, ketogenic diet might make sense for you to try as well try it for a couple of months see how you feel outside of that though it it does not make a, make a lot of sense for a lot of the population if you are active if you're not very overweight um, if you do a lot of weightlifting or marathon running, you're probably not going to like a ketogenic diet. You'll probably feel like crap. So it's not for everyone. Uh, what's weird about why it's so popular with streamers and why it seems like it's everywhere, especially in this space, is because many streamers who are unhealthy, they are obese, they are sedentary, and they will actually legitimately feel great on this. One of the streamers I'm working with, he's down, oh, I can't remember how many he's down now. I would say like probably 60 pounds on a ketogenic diet. He's very active though. He's trying very hard. Um, but he feels great on a keto diet and he fits all the criteria. It, it makes sense. He would feel great. <clears throat> That's amazing. Maybe I need to go keto. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're not obese. Like if, no. if you're active, like you're, you're probably going to feel crappy on it. Um, but really like the best diet is the one that I hate it, but the one you can stick to because it's just the one that fits your lifestyle. Like if, if I want to give an example here about like vegetables and spinach, I'm going to show something on my screen really quick. The um, I'm kind of famous for the cow technique and basically um, salad. I hate salad. I hate vegetables. I hate eating that stuff. It's such, it's such an annoyance to spend 20 minutes making a salad that's just mediocre and full of calories and then another 20 minutes stabbing it like two leaves at a time. Um, I treat salad like a pill. And essentially what I do is I will just eat it um, all at once. I just take a big old fistful. I, what I'm doing right now is I'm reaching my hand into a bag of kale or spinach sometimes, and I'm just taking a big old fistful of it and just shoving my mouth. Look, look at that. One or two salads right there. And does it taste good? No. 
does it have to taste good? No. Like, this is one of the things I try to get across to people. Vegetables are good. Vegetables don't always have to taste good. I'd much rather just get it done with. People could do smoothies, too. Um, I'm also very lazy with smoothies. I just, you guys don't understand how lazy I am. Like, I just get it done. One or two minutes, I just had two salads in my mouth. And also, it's economical, right? Because I, I bought it at Costco. So it's just, I can buy it in bulk, eat it out of the bag, saves time, saves money. Make a diet that works for you um, by finding something sustainable that you can live with, that you don't hate. What are the things that for you are sustainable that you do really, really enjoy? Uh, like I like working out, I like weightlifting. I don't like cardio very much, so I just, I don't do cardio. Well, there's a little bit of nuance to that. When I'm cutting, like when I'm uh, preserving muscle and cutting, uh, burning off fat, I will do some cardio. I do incline walking. Um, I have a treadmill desk, which all my stream afterward, if you guys want to come by, ask me to show the treadmill desk. I'll demonstrate it. Because I'm bulking right now, I'm actually cutting out cardio because believe it or not, I'm getting sick of eating. I try to eat mostly healthy and eating healthy calories all the time while bulking gets disgusting. It sounds fun. Like, I'm trying to lose weight. I want to eat. Look, when you put on 30% of your body weight, because I went from 165 pounds in October to now I'm at 200, uh, or, you know, it's like it's August right now. So it's been like nine months-ish, um, 10 months-ish. But uh, math is hard. But anyway, uh, I'm really getting tired of eating. Like, I just want to keep eating. So it's it becomes less and less sustainable. So I make some changes. I make some different choices. Like, I will eat some junk food. No problem. I like flexible dieting where most of the calories come from sustainable, um, not sustainable, uh, clean, whole, unprocessed sources, and then 20%-ish from junk. If I have a day where I really don't want to eat, I'll do more junk food. I'll have some soda. I'll have... Um, some chips, some popcorn, whatever, whatever people consider junk. I'll eat some of that. Not a big deal. I have some candy. I had a piece of chocolate earlier today. <gasps> He's a fitness streamer and he ate chocolate. But you know what? Like I, it's okay to do stuff in moderation. So that's what's sustainable for me. I make changes depending on my life, but um, I enjoy weightlifting. Cardio is okay. I don't do a lot right now, but when I'm leaning out, I do lots of cardio. Um, I stand all day. I, I most of the time. I don't sit all the time, but I do stand most of the time because I, I just enjoy it. I just enjoy standing more. So that's those are some examples of what I find sustainable. That's perfect. This has been like so good. I can really talk to you about this stuff forever and ever and ever. But we're gonna get into our Q and A portion. So if anyone has any questions, feel free to throw them out in the chat. I have one last question for you though, and that question mm -hmm. is: What is your number one tip? For Twitch streamers, um, I have I have two answers for that. One is for like content related, and one's for fitness. So for like the content stuff, you must provide entertainment value for people to care about your stream, and to stop chasing windfalls, thinking like, oh, everything's gonna fall into place once I get X Y Z. It won't. It'll fall into place once your value is in place. And I have had all kinds of crazy windfalls. I've been I've been tweeted out by Twitch twice. They have like 4 million viewers or 4 million followers. Two tweets showing my face in a video clip. I've been, um, I've slid into the DMs of like 60 plus partners. Uh, I've had an Instagram famous guy, Juji Mufu, over a million followers on Instagram, all my stream physically here. And the list goes on. I've been on front page multiple times. I've done all of these things, yet none of these windfalls made me blow up. Your content value that you provide will determine where you're going to end up settling. It's going to determine if you're going to grow or you're going to stay where you're at. 
And then for the fitness stuff, it's just basically pay attention to your food. So many people can lose weight through simply realizing the calorie density of what they're eating, pay attention to it, and then uh, reduce it. So like uh, pizza, for example, very calorie dense. After you eat it, track it. And three slices of pizza is 1,000 calories or about 1,000 calories. So ask yourself, how full do I feel off that 1,000 calories? For me, three slices of pizza, holy hell, like I don't feel full off of this. I can eat seven more. I can eat 3,000 calories of pizza before I Okay, pizza's calorie dense. Not a good option to reduce calories. But chicken breast, broccoli, and rice, I can eat like a plate of that and get full, very full off like 400 calories. Wow, I'm so full off 400 calories. That was light, calorie light. Think in those terms and start to aim to reduce calories to, uh, to lose weight. That's perfect. So our first question was from Jessaror, who said, my biggest issue is loose skin. I've lost a bit of weight so far with a lot more left to lose. I eat a very clean diet and gym three to four times a week. Would you recommend focusing more on cardio or weightlifting to tighten up the loose skin? To tighten up the loose skin, weightlifting for sure. Um, a lot of people, when they're losing weight in the skin, Number one, part of it is genetics. And unfortunately, some people are just unlucky with this. Number two, most people just need to lose more weight than they think. They start to get dangling loose skin. It's actually fat and loose skin. And the loose skin will eventually shrink up if they, number one, keep it off. Number two, lose more than they think they have to. And then the muscle part is very key because unfortunately, yeah, your skin did expand. Um, the best thing you can do is try to fill it up with some muscle, which I hate the term, but it will make you look more toned. It'll tone you up because it basically just fills it out. So the skin's got something to stick to instead of just kind of dangling to fat that's not there anymore. Perfect. Penella Squish asked, how do you fix your self-confidence, Tom? That's self-confidence is, um, unpopular opinion for in, in the context of streaming, it's a skill and not everyone's going to be able to develop that skill. The self-confidence stuff though, if I, if I am, I, I am going to give some like actual like, advice on this instead of just like giving like a generic vague thing. But I would say for the confidence thing, teaching builds so much confidence. If there is any topic you feel confident in your knowledge and you, you like this topic, you can explain it to someone. Maybe it's football. Maybe it's like football tactics or American football, soccer. Maybe it's talking about um, game mechanics. Maybe it's talking about fitness or whatever, biology. Anything that you enjoy, if you can teach it and you know it pretty well, that is a huge confidence builder. And that is also content to produce on your stream. A lot of people who have like no viewers, they have nothing about. Something else that I did on my stream when I was starting off, when I had um, zero to five viewers, I had a Q&A, Diet and Fitness Q&A. Guess what? No one was asking questions. There was no questions being asked at all because I had no viewers. So what did I do? I had to fill the dead space with something. I was answering questions no one asked. And I had a, I had a, um, I don't have it here with me, but I had a giant notepad full of topics that I know I can teach and ramble on about for minutes and minutes. And if the chat's dead, I would just pick a topic and say, a lot of people ask about the types of cardio. There's three types of cardio, hit cardio, steady state cardio, list cardio, and I start to find them going through them all. Eventually I'll get a bite and someone talks and I can start going from there. But um, that's what my streams were like. I know this is a tangent from that question, but this is an important part of the story too, because a lot of other fitness streamers, they try to do, they try to like copy me. They're trying to like do a diet and fitness thing too. Like, oh, look, it's so easy. I can answer all these questions too. And then when they actually get around to it, it's just 
it's crickets. Like no one's talking. Well, it's not like people are just going to come. You got to fill that dead space with something. That's so good. I love, I love that answer. Teaching people is such a good way to help you develop confidence, especially just once you start impacting people's lives. Once you know that you're actually helping them, that's, that's value. That's like educational value, which increases right. the value of content. So 10 out of 10. One, one more thing I want to say on that too is uh, besides teaching, also storytelling. If you can become yeah. a good storyteller, that is content, right? That's entertainment value. That builds content. When I say tell a story, I'm talking about like, um, which I think of a story. I have stories right now. In fact, I was going to tell one tonight. Um, the um, one story I tell is okay. There's two ways to tell a story, right? If I if I told a story like, um, yeah, one time I was lifting, I had the wrong numbers on the bar, so I thought I got a PR, but I didn't. That's that's okay. That's a story. That's not that exciting the way I did it. But like, if you can craft it in a way where it's just is more drawn out and it's entertaining all the way through, like, have you guys ever had this happen to you where you like set the machine to something or you put some weights on the bar, but it was the wrong one. You felt really strong, but you weren't. And then you go into it like I was on stream. I started lifting the weights. I was warming up like, dude, I got this. We're going to hit a PR today. I got to the bar. Dude, this feels so light, so easy. And then it, I was off by 20 pounds. I, I can't count, you know, like. You tell a story like that, you can fill in space and you can become, that will help with confidence a lot. Just tell stories or teach. So good. Faceless Old Woman asked, uh, what did you use as a conversation starter slash collab idea with those partners? Or did you just slide in the DMs and say hi? Oh, that's a good, that's a good one, actually. Because this <laughs> is how I did I had a very one-year strategy where like um, the overarching picture was this. I would first raid people. So they, they, I'll, I'll explain everything. Um, when I first started off with like no one, I, I would raid people who were small. And I, when I raided them, I would wait, like you don't self-promote unless they ask. And I wait until they say, how was your stream? What do you stream? I've never met you before. Bingo. Uh, perfect time. I have a copy and paste answer to explain. I do IRL fitness streaming. I help people get started on diet and fitness, blah, blah, blah. And then um, if they seem to like that, they seem to think it's cool, I'll tell them like, for a limited time, like, I'll say it like that. It's not so salesy right now, but I tell them uh, I'm offering free one-on-one -on -one help to streamers as a way to network. If you want, like, a free workout plan, uh, DM me. Contact me afterward. Let's talk. I will, I'll do something custom for you. Um, obviously, there's a lot of, like, you know, a lot of people didn't fall through with that at all, but eventually started getting hits. And when I got the hits, my strategy was um, all I ask for this, I tell them up front, all I ask is if you like this plan, Please do like put me on auto host, put me on, uh, do a retweet of this one tweet. And so, and, and just do retweets for me occasionally. So I start with like three streamers, four streamers. And then I tweet about it on Twitter. Hey, I'm offering free plans. And all those people I gave free plans to, I said, Hey, I'm cashing in that favor. I don't say it like that, but that's what I'm doing. This one retweet, can you please? They retweeted it. Boom, got a few more. I went from like three streamers I'm working with to five. And then three months later, go through the same cycle. I get some more time. I churn out some more plans. I, hey, offer again, tweet it out again. I tell everyone, hey, could you please tweet this out? Boom. They retweet. It grew exponentially after like the fourth time around New Year's is when my current pinned tweet, if you go to my Twitter profile, look at my pinned tweet, that's the main one that really took off where it, it eventually hit that point where now when it was retweeted, it was appearing like on every, every streamer's uh, Twitter feed. And then I had enough clout 
where I was actually turning people away. I was actually turning them down. Like, okay, like I have in my mind, like, okay, I don't think this person's taking it very seriously. And they're not like, they're not following through some of my questions. So I'm just not going to help them. So moving on to the next person. So um, that's how I got to that point. So it's about marketing and knowing how to offer people value. And uh, I was able to turn that into social media, like networking. So now I have put it in people's heads, Tomination time, or when they think fitness, they think Tomination time through the marketing strategies I have done for this. Yeah, that's actually how I first found you too, was through Twitter. And I saw that post of you like helping partnered streamers and how you were providing plans for people. And it was a huge one that really, it's probably the one that's pinned up there, but that's where I first found you. Yeah, that one one tweet got like, I want to say 400,000 impressions. Uh, nice. You know, it, it, it took off. But you know what? I got like a few followers from that. I got maybe like 10 or 20 followers on on, on Twitch from that. Like it did not like make me blow up on Twitch. Uh, so if people think like if I get this one viral tweet to go, it's going to make all the difference. No. Uh, impressions, I just checked it again. It was 320,000 impressions on that last, uh, that, that pinned tweet. That's really good. And yeah, people don't really like people don't translate there's not a a high uh conversion rate from any platform to any other platform really like from twitch to to youtube or youtube to twitch like it's it does happen and there are absolutely people that will come over and like they might even become staples of your community from other platforms like we have a lot of people that have come into to the yam fam through like youtube or from finding me on twitter but at the same time like that's that's not if that's your like growth strategy there's so much more that needs to be behind it other than just like social media and and tweeting stuff out from time to time for me for me i asked what is the best way to get toned without losing too much fat or muscle for me okay so for me is a troll for me is <laughs> he's, not a troll, he's not a troll hold on don't, don't, don't ban him or anything but for me is actually a uh, another streamer on my streamer uh on the first first streamer fitness fitness streamer team on um twitch he knows this stuff. Like he's got also really good information, fitness stuff. Very handsome, sexy man. Um, he's he's asking kind of a troll question because uh, we have we have he and I both have long answers about the idea of toned. Um, I know some people actually have this real question about how to get toned, and the short answer is we we both hate that term toned because it's misleading and it's actually like in my opinion predatory marketing terms targeting women. And it's going to be hurtful for them to get their results. Most people, guys and girls, the results they want is to build some muscle and burn some fat. Although most women would say, I don't want to build muscle. I just want some muscle to show through and get that toned look. What they're really saying is build a little bit of muscle and burn some fat. That's what they're really saying. These terms are important because if you understand the terms, you understand the mechanisms in how to achieve that goal. All of which I talk about on my stream in greater detail. It's just the term "toned" we hate, and Frimia, he's 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 a clever one. Go follow him too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Torn Pixie asked, "How does someone who fought to gain weight start turning that weight into healthy weight without losing a significant amount?" I fought so hard to get where I am, but now I feel so out of shape, and I don't like that. But I also don't want to look super thin again. So, um, what you're looking to do is something called a body recomposition which again basically is build muscle and burn fat but um what here's the short answer of what you would do and if if you come by when i'm live i can you know go into greater detail you probably want to start on a cutting phase where you basically just preserve muscle and burn some fat basically lift weights reduce calories 
lean out to about 10%-ish body fat as a guy. I'm, I'm assuming it's a guy. Uh, lean out to about 10%-ish body fat. Google for pictures what that looks like and just, you know, meh, ballpark it. My abs look roughly like 10%. Then start bulking. You're going to feel kind of skinny. You're going to lean out. That's okay. It's a big picture process. It takes a while to get to the, to get to where you want to go. Um, you know, if you look at my progress pictures, you can see before I was basically just skinny fat and I wasted a lot of time getting nowhere because I didn't know what I was doing for like the longest time. Um, now that I know what I'm doing, I want to help other people achieve their goals. And um, that's pretty much it. Just, you know, cut, cut, cut first while lifting weights, reduce calories, bulk afterward, and maybe go through a couple bulk cut cycles. You'll probably be a lot happier with how you look afterward. I love this fitness advice. This is like, it's just so motivating. I just got back in the gym. So I'm like, let's go. Let's keep going with this. That's that's a huge part of what I do because um, for this platform, this the unique value that a live stream for fitness offers is not so much the knowledge, although the knowledge is there. I'm not saying anything special or unique that isn't already known or said on the internet somewhere. What I'm doing is telling people one-on-one this is what you can do, and this is how simple it's going to be to do what you want to do. Very specific custom advice that is going to, like, it's going to motivate people because it's like, hey, I can do this. Like, when someone explains it to you, you feel a lot more confident about it versus watching a video or hearing or reading some article. That's the unique niche that I was pushing for anyway. Yeah, and you're really doing it. Uh, Zobi asked... Is losing weight fast a myth, or can you actually lose weight fast by strict diet, exercise, etc.? It depends on where you're starting from. Um, the more obese and the taller the person is, the more weight you can lose. The you have ability to lose weight faster than say, um, some like a, a small petite female. So, uh, someone who is like six feet tall or six foot six, and or like in metric terms, like two meters tall, and they weigh like 400 pounds or like 180 kilograms, they could probably reasonably lose three to six pounds per week if they push really hard versus a small petite female who's five feet tall and 120 pounds, who's got maybe a little bit of chub and then she wants to lean out. There's no way she can lose five pounds a week. That's going to be basically impossible. Um, she might be able to lose two pounds per week if she pushes really hard, but it's going to be different for everyone. Um, generally speaking, the more obese, the more uh, you can lose more quickly. That will eventually slow down. It will get harder. Exciting Light asked, my question would be, what do you tell yourself to keep going when trying to find the right content to stream? Were there days where you just stuck with the grind without much hype? Um, gosh, that's, that's a, a bad question for me because I'm weird. I don't <laughs> mind. I'm boring. I don't mind doing the same thing over and over. On my regular viewers probably are bored of me because uh, like 90% of my Q&A is like the same questions and the same answers. And I don't mind because I actually, I enjoy it. Um, the grind can be tough, but, you know, I, I hate the advice, do what you love. I think it's better to do stuff you don't hate. And because like, let's be honest, um, the entrepreneurial stuff that we do, uh, Ashley Christ is like, cause like we're, we're basically entrepreneurs. If you want to be a, a content creator and turn it into some kind of business, you are an entrepreneur. hundred percent. You have to do everything. You have to do everything. So, um, I like the streaming stuff. I don't feel like that's a grind, but does feel like a grind 
is social media. I actually hate social media. I hate doing Instagram and Twitter. I hate playing the game, um, but I still got to do the game. And so, like, when I don't want to do it, like, I first of all, I make it, like, I minimize it so it's it's to a place where I don't hate it. So, like, if you're grinding from streaming over and over 60 hours a week and you're starting to hate it, is there a reasonable amount that you can, quote-unquote, grind where it's more reasonable and it's, like, within a, a tolerable threshold? Because, again, grinding and grinding for streaming is not going to be the, the answer. If you're not growing, more hours is most likely not the answer. The answer is you probably need to go back to the drawing board to rethink your content. And so... Um, to whoever asked the question, I would say a more reasonable thing to do might be to stream less and spend more time reading marketing books and reading and or, or planning for a new strategy to reinvent yourself. Otherwise, just don't plan to grow and just reduce hours to something sustainable to maintain wherever you're at. Uh, if I don't feel like grinding and streaming, I just uh, take a reasonable break. That is not gonna, like I don't. I wouldn't take a break for like three months and just disappear, right? I'm gonna like throw away a lot of lot of um, my numbers and momentum that I have, but I can take a break and just stream once a week and still maintain a decent viewership. Where I haven't like tossed away all my momentum. So uh, that's my overarching advice for this. That's so good. It's so good. I I love that too. I feel like a lot of people think that if they're just live, like the people will come and they will be there. Maybe that worked to stream, you know, six or seven days a week in 2014, whenever there weren't a lot of streamers and the more you were live, the more people saw you and the more people would come back. But there's so many opportunities to watch like different styles of content now that that just doesn't make you stand out. That does, that's not unique. That doesn't make you different. Everyone's trying to do that. So uh, it makes me, I like, I started clapping whenever you said that. (laughs) 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 So good. Uh, I'm really yeah, grinding away 40 hours a week doing the same thing is not it's not dedication that's not growth that's insanity like nothing's mm-hmm. changing you are insane you're doing the same thing over and over so change it up yeah exactly innovate try new things especially in the beginning oh yeah. my gosh if you're a new streamer like and you're just streaming seven days a week the same stuff over and over and the growth isn't coming why are you doing that there's no reason yeah crazy uh right. there's a, a really good question from uh, I'm really important. Who asked? What was your journey like with this current channel to what Tomination Time is now? What were the ups and downs? Um, the if you go to my channel and type exclamation mark grow, I have a a longer video. The web there. I go into more detail about my journey, about like the growth over the two years. I'll give the condensed version here, which is. Um, zero to 30 ish viewers for the first six months is what it took to get go from zero CCUs to 30 CCUs. Again, CCU is concurrent viewers, concurrent users. Um, once the IRL category came out, boom, I, I took off a bit, quite a bit from, I went from zero to 30 to 50 to a hundred CCUs organically. And this wasn't just, Oh, I got lucky. Like part of it is luck and timing. Sure. But I planned for this luck and timing. I positioned myself to be ready to take off, to have quality content, to work out all the kinks in the system. So I have a quality stream when the moment hits. Cause I knew it was only a matter of time before diet, health, and fitness hits live streaming. So I was positioned in the market for when the category was there, boom, took off. Um, and then front Twitch noticed also. And again, I was head of the game, novel, first mover advantage. I was ready. 
Then Twitch was offering front pages to try to promote more non-gaming content. They threw some front pages at me. I've had 12 to 16 front pages. Helped a ton. It helped absolute ton. Went from uh, uh, 50 to 100 CCUs to 100, 200 CCUs. But once the front pages ended, my CCU slowly went back down over the past year to average out to where it is now, which is, I would say, 40 to 80 CCUs. A most nice average 50 to 60 organically with no hosts. Um, that is where my viewership's at now. And that's one of my criticisms for myself, which is my value that I bring is not enough to break out of this threshold, out of this, uh, this, this plateau, if you will. I have to change my content significantly to break out of the current CCU number to go higher. Uh, there are other details and caveats to this, but that's kind of the short answer. Um, what else in terms of the ups and downs i've i've gone through and experimented with like everything in terms of collabs working with other partners networking social media everything the uh video exclamation mark grow in my channel it goes over everything that i did all the windfalls that i had every one of those windfalls that i've ever had did give a slight temporary boost in viewership but every time it always went back down to the value of my content my value in my content has improved over the past two years. For that reason, I'm averaging now at 40 to 80 CCUs and not what I was when I first started. When I first started, I was like five CCUs, 10 CCUs because it wasn't that great. It was okay. What is something that you feel like you would change about your stream now to increase that like base value to get a higher viewership? <clears throat> More variety. There's a ton of variety that I can and should do. It's just time's an issue. Uh, I have full-time work outside of this, plus a wife and two little kids. Plus I'm doing this, streaming roughly 10 to 15 hours a week. I don't, and, and I wanna work out. My fitness goals, I will make some sacrifices and shortcuts to try to make my fitness goals fit streaming content better. And when I say that, what I'm really talking about is just really long drawn out workouts and uh, believe it or not, pretty much every fitness streamer who does weightlifting while uh, streaming, we pretty much end up taking five to 10 minute rest or even, even longer, 15 or 20 minute rest sometimes because we're just talking. We're just talking and entertaining and doing Q&A. And so um, ultimately, like, I'm already at the threshold of like, I do not want to cut out, make this go on any more sets. But if I had all the time in the world, I would do all kinds of new stuff. Like I would do one day as a cosplay stream where we cosplay as like Greek warriors, something like that, something to that degree of what like I did. I would do um, other types of non-gaming content that hasn't been done yet. Stuff like um, the prank calling thing. I think there's a lot that can be explored with the idea of doing prank calling, interacting with random viewers who just call you up and try to troll you. And if you can out troll them, I think there's a ton to be done there. Um, also for the gaming content, I do have virtual reality. I do have an HTC Vive like sitting up there. There's a lot I want to do with that. It's just, I have all these ideas. I just, there's not enough time and not enough of a return on investment to justify putting that time in there. So I just want to just hang out here with where I'm at to see if the fitness space grows organically more on its own. Because people don't realize um, being a Twitch streamer really does not pay that much. A lot of people see Ninja and other like top streamers making like seven figures, eight figures a year. 
they don't realize how many partner streamers out there are barely making over minimum wage based on the hours they're putting in. They still live with roommates. They still live with their parents. They have crap health. So many of the people I've worked with, by the way, these partner streamers, big streamers, they will tell me that streaming has ruined my health, my life. Help me try to get back into shape because they grind away 40 to 60 hours, throwing away their lives to chase this. And they, you know, they, there so many things fall apart in the process. Yeah, it's terrible. There are so many like horror stories out there of people who maybe they they hit something, they hit some kind of content at a really good time, and they had like five or six hundred viewers consistently, but then they literally switched over one day and lost everything. Like wild. Oh. It's it's wild. I've seen somebody who has actually gone from like streaming Pokemon to six hundred people consistently. And then she started streaming, uh, what was it? I can't, there was just, a, it was a different game. I can't remember what it was, but she literally went down to like a hundred super, super fast just because she switched over mm. and those people just did not transfer at all. And of course that's, yeah. you know, that, that is, there's something to say in there about like the way that she did it. And you know, the, there were probably way better ways that she could have handled it, but at the same time, oh my gosh, that's, it's so difficult. And now that she's been at that level. She's like, how do I get back there? I can't, like, I'm not making any money anymore. People sign me to teams and, and to organizations. And now I, I can't fulfill all of these, like, these things that they wanted me to fulfill. It's uh, crazy. It's it's definitely a, a lot. It's definitely a gamble. It's definitely a gamble. Uh, Abu, right. Abu asked, what is the best way to lose weight? I lost around 10 kilograms in two weeks, and then the weight just stopped going down. Um, the, the answer that, you know, obviously is a food tracker, but the, the, probably the better question that's being asked is what do you do when you hit plateaus? Because that's something that almost everybody hits myself included during weight loss. And there's, there's some really long answers for this and I can elaborate on my stream, but the short answers are, um, you got to keep reducing calories and keep increasing activity as you start dieting down eventually you will hit a wall where it's just not really working anymore. And that's where you have to start doing other strategies like refeed days and diet breaks. Those are things you can uh, Google and look into refeed days and diet breaks. Um, they aren't magic, but they do feel like magic sometimes. At the end of the day, it is uh, an energy balance equation. So many people are screwing up on dieting or tracking calories by just being very inaccurate. We are like, there's so many studies that have, that have shown this, that humans are terrible at guessing calories. I did that like, you know, calorie guessing game earlier with Twix Mini, the 100 calories of Twix. Some people are guessing like 500 calories or 700. I'm not sure if they were serious or, or just trolling, but like some people really have no idea how much energy is in there. It's wild. Okay, last question here is from uh, Penella Squish, who asked, what would people with chronic illness and pain, such as fibromyalgia, do to better exercise or gain muscle or try to be healthier? So fibromyalgia, for those who don't know, is basically, it's a diagnosed disease of exclusion. Well, we, we ruled out this, we ruled out that, nine of these, FM, check, okay, you have F FM. So, um, the I'll give two answers to this. The, the, the first answer is, well, do whatever you can and try to progress. That doesn't hurt. When I say do whatever you can, I'm talking about any kind of resistance training to build muscle. General pushing, general pulling, and general leg movements is the bread and butter of any well-rounded resistance training 
weightlifting program. So whatever you can do of those movements, like leg press, body weight squats, push-ups, chest press, dumbbell chest press, whatever, for any of those movements, uh, do it and try to progress in the big picture. The better question to ask, or the better answer, I think, is why do you have FM? I have an autoimmune disease too. Uh, fibromyalgia is considered an autoimmune disease by some, or I think most. I have an autoimmune disease and closed spondylitis. Um, AS is basically my immune system attacks my own spine. I, don't, I talk about this sometimes for motivation. My back issues, I've had five or six major different back issues in my life where I couldn't walk before. Like it was so bad, I was like crawling to the bathroom in the middle of the night in intense pain that sometimes I wanted to black out because of how painful it was. Now I'm healthier and stronger than ever and I wanna to try to like help other people too. But one of the um, issues that I had was AS. AS, autoimmune disease, attacks your spine. Why do I have AS? Why do you have FM? Why do we have these autoimmune diseases? There's no like solid answer yet. There is some leading research showing like it might be this. We have some theories. At the end of the day, uh, we're not going to know these answers until maybe decades from now where the science is very conclusive. This is why you have that autoimmune disease, this chronic problem. In the meantime, self-experimentation is the, the best thing to do for your body, your health. Be your own scientist. You have a chronic problem. Chronic problems usually have chronic sources. This goes for posture. This goes for like achy pain or whatever. AS. Um, I'll, I'll leave it with this because I could talk about this for hours. Pelinquish. Google for this, uh, these terms. Leaky gut, fibromyalgia. Leaky gut is a theory. It's a leading theory. It's not proven, but I do think there's enough science, enough anecdotes, you know, and stories that it makes sense. Um, the, the quick TLDR and the leaky gut theory is basically all chronic inflammation, autoimmune disease can be traced to this combination, which is the leaky gut theory, which is, um, you, your genetics is predisposed to react to certain things slipping through your, uh, gut, your, your small intestines is only supposed to let certain good things in. But if you have some gut permeability, some bad things are slipping through like undigested food particles or, or bacteria or pieces of bacteria. So if you have, um, if you're, if you have a leaky gut, cause you're doing something in your diet that's causing gut inflammation or, or things to slip through, plus your genetics are predisposed to react to whatever's slipping through, whatever your diet includes, whatever food or bacteria is coming through, plus a stress catalyst, because it usually, most people, it's a stress catalyst that kicks off autoimmune disease. Those four combined, autoimmune disease. And depending on your genetics and the food, it will determine which autoimmune disease you get. Like you're rolling the dice, this is what I'm gonna get. I my The cards I was dealt was AS. The cards um, Pelicus was dealt is FM. And this goes on and on. This is the theory. Um, I personally, this is, I mean, this is a long topic. I'll try to keep it short, but um, gluten is considered, uh, it, it is uh, shown, proven in studies that improve, increases zonulin production. Zonulin is a hormone for leaky gut, basically. It's shown there is a leaky gut connection there. I, I'm not going to wait for the science to find out, improve leaky gut AS exists. There's almost no studies done on this. I tested out myself. I noticed a very, very strong correlation with gluten consumption and my symptoms. I am pretty much nearly gluten-free and my AS symptoms are near, pretty much gone. So self-experimentation. Try things out for a couple of weeks, couple of months. Does it work? Move on, try something else. That's so perfect. This has been an absolutely amazing interview. Like 10 out of 10. Where can everyone go to find you? Mm, um, 
Twitch, obviously, Twitch is my main platform, twitch.tv slash Tomination Time. Also, Twitter is another uh, important place. Twitter, I'm, I'm fairly active on there in my Discord, too. Um, but to join my Discord, you got to watch my stream for at least like 10 minutes in order to join because um, that helps reduce the trolls. There's a lot of trolls in the diet and fitness space. And um, also my website, mail exclam- no, exclamation mark, um, <laughs> TominationTime.com. And on TominationTime.com, if you want to do a home gym, a home gym setup, maybe something that I have, like an actual power rack and barbell set, they're not that expensive. They're a lot cheaper than you might think, or do you like some basic dumbbells or pull-up bars? I have different shopping lists depending on your uh, budget and how much space you have. I also have meal prep recipes for um, one to two dollar meals. If you want to lose weight, you want to gain weight, you want to save money and save time. Uh, my style of meal prep is very different, very unique. I basically cook like 100 to 200 meals of multiple recipes in one weekend and freeze them. And I rotate recipes throughout the month. And I, I keep, I, I, I have a bunch of chest freezers, two chest freezers. They're actually pretty cheap. I go over all of this stuff on my stream and on my website. Can I post a link? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my mailing list, uh, sign up for my mailing list. I, I post a link in the stream. It's also on my website, tallnationtime.com. And that I sent like one email a month, no spam. And I just explained like, hey, I'm doing this new thing, this new content event, special podcast with Ashley Christ. So that's um, uh, that's it in a nutshell where to find me. What's up, streamers? I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to reach Tom on Twitter, you can reach him at Tomination Time. All those links are in the show notes. If you have any questions, uh, you know, come by the streams. We do Q&As at the end of these episodes. The streams in general are just Q&As. You can really pick up a lot. And check out Tom. Like, obviously, you heard him just now. He's incredible. He is incredible. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Leave a comment. It really, really does help us a lot. If you all could leave me a comment, like, I would be so happy. I would probably cry tears of joy, and then I'll just film it for the next podcast intro, okay? Sounds good. All right, cool. (laughs) I'll see you next week. I love you so much. Thank you. Go out and crush it. Kill your goals. Like, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Whatever. I'm out of here. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Stream Coach Podcast. See you next week.